And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is The Athletic Football Show. Hey everybody, I'm Kaylin Kaler, Senior NFL Writer with The Athletic, and welcome to QB2. This is the show where we interview my favorite players in football, the backup quarterbacks. I love to talk to them because they have the best stories in the game, and they are underrepresented in interviews and press conferences around the NFL. Uh, Today's guest is a real miracle worker. He had one college offer, and he turned that into an 11-year and counting NFL career, including one very important playoff win and a career-defining play. He went undrafted out of the University of Houston in 2012 and then signed with the Texans and became a starter halfway through his second season in the league. He's probably best known as the architect of the 61-yard touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs, the Minneapolis Miracle, his first playoff appearance, and his first playoff win. He's now in his 11th season in the NFL and his first at the Buffalo Bills. Welcome to QB2, Case Keenum. Appreciate it. Quite an introduction there. Thank you, Kayla. Appreciate that. <laughs> I know. It's really fun when I have you guys on to just kind of go through your whole careers and be like, oh my gosh, so much has happened here. Like, how do I put this into four or five sentences and like get to the essence of who you are? And I feel like maybe we did that right there. I don't know. You can tell me. Was that was that a fair summary? Is anything missing? I don't know. Uh, if you're if you're on my Wikipedia page, you need to go ask my sister. She always changes it on me and like 
puts embarrassing facts on there. So it <laughs> may or may the, not be true. I don't know. Is she the manager? Is she the official manager of the Case Keenum Wikipedia? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> she has not been appointed. She's self-appointed. Uh, <laughs> she likes to go in there and do that sort of stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great to have a, a family member take on that responsibility for you. The question I want to start with for you, uh, as I kind of mentioned in that intro, you are known for this one amazing play. What is it like to be known for one thing like that? How often um, are people approaching you in public knowing it's Case Keenum, it's the it's the miracle play? Like, how often does that happen to you? Uh, you know, it depends, um, you know, on the anniversary of it or uh, if some other big play happens uh, in the playoffs or kind of a walk-off type touchdown that uh, people might mention something. I'm actually playing on the same team now with Stephon Diggs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, who's the other other half of that. And actually, uh, he probably did more work than I did. I, <laughs> I threw it, gave him a chance, and uh, he, he made a heck of a play, uh, made, made a couple guys miss, and thankfully did not run out of bounds like we were all yelling at him to do. Uh, yeah. Instead, went ahead and scored a touchdown, and uh, uh, we ended the game like that. So uh, pretty incredible moment. Um, you know, it was, it was a blast. Um, you know, it's, it's nice to still have a few moments ahead of me though. So we'll see, uh, see what else is in store. So a question I like to ask all the guys who come on the show is how would you summarize your career and your role if you had to pick a word? Cause there are so many words that we use. Um, and we, I mean, journalists to describe uh, backup quarterbacks, some of which are <laughs> not, some of which are not the nicest terms. So I want to give you a chance right now to, you know, identify with whatever word you want to identify with um, for your career. Yeah, that's that's a tough one because um, it's changed. It's evolving. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I remember my wife and I both like year five or six, people started using the word journeyman. And, you know, we'd been on two teams, I think, at that point, um, you know, moved once or twice, maybe three times. But we're like, we're not journeymen. And then. Um, you know, five years later when, uh, my wife's speed dial consists of the moving company, the car <laughs> relocation, uh, you know, all these different people, uh, to help us, uh, as we have moved from Houston to St. Louis to LA to Minnesota, Denver, Washington, Cleveland, now Buffalo. Um, I, I would say, uh, it probably fits a little bit, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't think of it as a negative thing. Um, like you said at the beginning, this is, I uh, started my, uh, you know, career with one college offer and, you know, I'm sitting here in year 11 and, you know, we got a pretty stinking good football team and it's fun to be a part of. And I love playing football. I love uh, playing quarterback. Um, you know, I love the, the camaraderie of a team, the, the camaraderie of a QB room, uh, the mesh that happens there. And I can say that I'm, I'm in the best quarterback room I've ever been in. Um, I normally don't don't rank them like that. I'm, I normally say one of the best, but this is incredible. Yeah. Josh is awesome. Matt is awesome. Uh, we got some great things going, and I'm getting off your question of uh, the one word, but that's uh, okay. Um, you know, it's it's been a journey. You know, so I, I guess you could say journeyman. Um, I wasn't planning on adopting that one uh, when you ask, but uh, you know, it's 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 been a heck of a ride, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Okay. So I have so many follow-ups based off of that answer. So I am actually really surprised that you did rank a quarterback room because normally I've asked that question to people before and they'll just be like, oh, well, this one was fun. This one was good. This, you know, 
So what specifically makes this Buffalo room the best? And I want to, for our viewers who aren't familiar with who's in the room, obviously it's Josh Allen. Then you mm -hmm. have you as the backup. And then we have Matt Barkley, another very experienced veteran. Um, I think he's just one year younger than you on the practice squad. So how, why is it the best? Is it the way that it's structured? Is it the roles that you guys are filling? What is different about this room? It's a lot of things. Um, you know, Josh being one, uh, he's talented. Uh, he's so, so talented. Uh, he's a lot of fun to, to watch play football. Uh, he's a lot of fun to be around. Um, we hang out all the time uh, off the field, on the field, quarterback dinners, Bible studies at our house here in a few hours. Um, you know, there's, there's something going on, you know, every off day, uh, the team is extremely close. It's a, it's a very, very close team here in Buffalo. Coach McDermott has done an extremely good job, uh, great job of implementing a culture that is, um, you know, it's par none and it's, it's fun to come in to his, you know, I guess it's year five or six for him and mm -hmm. just what he's built, uh, in his time here and, and to, to kind of see, I wouldn't call it a finished product, but to kind of see the work that's gone into it and, and see this product that's now here and what we've got going on. Um, but it's a blast. Joe Brady, quarterback coach, uh, Ken Dorsey's, uh, offensive coordinator. Um, it's just, it's just working. It's good. It's uh, good communication. Uh, we all love golf. Uh, we love Settlers of Catan. I don't know if you know about the board game, yeah. Settlers of Catan. <laughs> yeah. Um, bunch of nerds basically here trying to pretend to be athletes, but, uh, um, yeah, we're having a, we're having a blast. That's, that's what makes it the best is this. It's just so much fun. Do you guys play that game? Like in the facility, doesn't it take like hours? Yeah. I wouldn't say we play in the facility. We've got our phones, some in the facility, but, okay. uh, uh, on road trips on our phones, but, uh, whoever's house is we're at, yeah. you know, we all have it expansion packs. We're all about it. We're settling <laughs> whenever we can. Nice. Did you ever play that before you came to Buffalo? Uh-huh. Yeah. My wife and oh, I played okay. with some friends in St. Louis. We learned, hadn't played much with, uh, I guess my sister taught me how to play. Um, and then we got here and they were like, do you settle? And I was like, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go. And, uh, so we got it going, had a good time. And, uh, yeah, the whole team I think settles. That's amazing. Um, so with Josh in particular, I know different starters have different things that they need from their backups and it can vary. Um, you know, who you're playing behind. What does Josh, being younger than you and less experienced than you in the NFL, what is that dynamic like? What does he want from you? How do you help him and like support him in your average game week? Yeah, I, he, I guess he is younger. I, he may actually be more experienced in starts now and uh, maybe not years, but mm. I think he's, mm -hmm. he's getting out of where he's played, played some ball yeah. and uh, he's playing some really good ball. Um, you know, uh, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't need much. He's, he's just good natured, um, loves the guys, um, loves being around the guys, loves, loves playing football. Um, you know, he's, he's great. I mean, he is as low key and chill, uh, come as a go type of guy. So, um, you know, we watch, watch film together in meetings and talk about plays during practice and that, but, uh, most of the time it's relaxed, you know, talking about TV shows or movies or, um, you know, whatever's going on in the world or, um, you know, all sorts of stuff. It's just, uh, just being good friends. So he, to me, seems like kind of like an overgrown 
child in in his personality. And, you know, maybe I'm off there, but that's what I've kind of observed of him in his press conferences and what people say about him. And he seems like, as you mentioned, like he jokes around a lot, he brings the fun. And it's interesting to me because typically if you look at quarterback rooms across the NFL, that is often something that the backup brings as like, you know, the person who is doing that um, lighthearted, keeping it light, keeping it fun in the room when it can get really serious. So with the starter kind of taking that role, um, what, I don't know if you can take us inside the quarterback room, like what is either the funniest thing he's done or if he's pranked you guys in any way? Uh, are there any, are there any kind of stories you can tell about Josh in that sense? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, he is, he is a full on prankster. Um, <laughs> you have to be on your guard at all times. Uh, with whatever's going on, um, you can walk around any corner in the building and he's ready to jump out at you and, <laughs> and scare you. Um, you know, with that, with just the jokes, um, I mean, I think he's got a, he's got a new joke every week for us. Um, you know, officially, I mean, he's got jokes all the time, but, uh, it's, it's a good, it's a good mix, you know, uh, we keep it lighthearted and fun, but, uh, we also focus when we need to and, and, uh, you know, get locked in when we need to. And he does, he does a great job of leading the guys with that. Um, there's a lot of different ways of playing quarterback and a lot of different ways of leading men. Um, and uh, I've really, really enjoyed getting to know Josh and his, his style of, of quarterbacking leadership, uh, just relation relationally around the building. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely a household superstar, you know, type guy, uh, name, but man, you wouldn't know it. Um, you know, the way he interacts with everybody in the building. So, um, I try to bring a few, a few of my jokes here and there. Uh, we've got him on a few different things, but, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's good give and take in there. Yeah. So one thing I think is interesting about you guys, you two in particular, and I might be making too much of this, but I think you're six one, if I'm right. And Josh, I believe, is 6'5". So that's a four-inch height difference. And I'm wondering if that impacts um, any of the ways that you would run plays or if you ever had to come into a game, what you might do versus what he does. Like, how does a height difference like that um, affect the dynamic there, if it does at all? Um, yeah, I, I probably won't be jumping over anybody anytime <laughs> soon. He's He's been known to do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and scramble around and run. Uh, you know, I have uh, done my best to persuade him to slide a little bit more, uh, mm -hmm. which I think would be uh, beneficial to us all. Um, you know, he, he runs and plays with his hair on fire. So that's, that he's going to be him uh, no matter what. Um, but yeah, so there's, there are some, some physical differences there when it comes to that, but uh, um you know, I'm fully confident and I can come in and, and run the offense whenever I need to. So are you trying to be kind of like the voice of reason for him of like, Hey, it's really cool when you do this, but like, don't get hurt. So you need a slide. What are those conversations like between you two? Yeah. I, I might've <laughs> incentivized him a little bit if, uh, you know, oh. if, he, if he would slide <laughs> during a game and he did. And so it was, it was good. It was, not a monetarily uh, okay. incentivized thing. It was it was more something that I would do, and uh, <laughs> I I'm a man of my word. I did it. What can you say? What it was, or at least give us a hint. 
Uh, allegedly, I may or may not have told him I would wear only a jock strap to one of our walkthroughs if oh he slid God. in a game feet first with nobody around him. And he did it. What game was that? Uh, uh, yeah, you can go watch the film and see if yeah. he did it. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and see which game. Oh, my God. <laughs> and how did that go? Did the whole team know that you had incentivized him in that way, or was it a surprise to everyone when you uh, showed up wearing a jock strap to a walkthrough? They found out. <laughs> that is that is a great detail. Um Wow, we're gonna we're gonna break the internet with that one when when uh, this airs. Just don't worry. Uh, that's amazing. I don't even have a follow up. I don't even know where to go from there. So yeah, um, we can change the subject. <laughs> I'm gonna go to um, a general question that I really like want to ask you guys because I think a lot of us don't realize when you're a backup or when you're anywhere not the QB one further down on the QB depth chart, you really don't get any reps. How do you? steal or sneak or work around what you get in practice to make sure you're prepared in any given week? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, Kayla. That's, that's one of the harder things about being in the NFL and being the backup is there just aren't enough reps to go around. Um, I mean, we, we don't run all the plays on our game plan, you know, in a normal practice week as the, as the starter. So he's, right. You know, there's plays we run in the game that are the first time you're ever running them, uh, you know, game plan type stuff. So uh, for me, it's a lot of visualization. Uh, I try to stand behind, you know, the, the the quarterback as close as I can safely and, and see the field as close as I can to what he's seeing and mm-hmm. the way Diggs might come out of a break or the way Dawson or Gabe run, you know, run a route this way or so I can, you know, feel – feel that, uh, you know, that communication that happens between a receiver and a quarterback visually, uh, that type of communication I think is key in any offense, especially in this one. So uh, trying to get that as much as I can and then the, on top of that visualization and film watching as much as I can. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Standing behind makes a lot of sense. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. For their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic. 
Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash maze, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash maze now to grow your business, no matter which stage you're in. Shopify.com slash maze. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIP. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to ask you something that you said earlier where your wife, uh, you know, she's got the moving company. She's got everything relocation specialist on speed dial. Um, what has been the most chaotic move or, you know, situation in your career where things changed like that? Yeah, I think, uh, it was probably probably my third, I think it was my third year when I was on the St. Louis Rams practice mm-hmm. squad and it was the last two games of the season and uh, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick back with the Texans had gotten hurt because I started the year with the Texans on their on their uh, squad, yep. got cut in training camp. Uh, they had traded for Ryan Mallett, Tom Savage was there and all three of those guys had wound up being hurt and um, I literally get a call on a Sunday night, Monday morning, and uh, uh, wound up starting a game because we were in St. Louis. I was on the team there. I was on a practice squad. Get a call from the Texans on Monday, and I start a game for them that Sunday against Baltimore, and then the next week against Jacksonville. So I basically was like, babe, Texans call. I'm going to start against Baltimore this week. I'll see you later. And so I, I left. She basically packed up the whole apartment shifted back to Houston because that's where we had started the year, had a house there and, uh, you know, still had uh, our lease there. And so that was, that was probably one of the crazier times because I had literally no time to help her do anything. Uh, I was trying to get ready to, to beat Baltimore and uh, she, she's a logistical ninja. And how do you, when you arrive in Houston, um, you know, you had been there previously, but I believe it was a new coaching staff when you come back. Um, how do you, in you know five days' time, know enough 
to be ready to start a game? Well, it was tough. I mean, I'd, I'd spent training camp there, so I knew kind of the base of the offense. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's you know, you do the best you can. You know, you, you do everything you can one day. You, you, you try to get some rest that night and wake up the next morning and do it all again. And then uh, you're confident in your abilities and the, the training and the, the mechanics and, you know, the years of quarterbacking that you'd worked, uh, you know, worked your craft. But – trying to apply it as best you can. And the, the coaches did a great job of putting together a game plan that week that, that fit me. And, uh, you know, luckily Andre Johnson was, uh, you know, being his usual self that Sunday and doing some pretty cool things. Uh, Aaron Foster, I think, help, helped. Uh, he threw a touchdown that day too. So uh, oh, wow. we had a lot of things going our, our <laughs> yeah. way and a few trick plays and things went our way and it was fun. Um. I want to ask you, since you've been in a lot of situations where you have either, you know, been promoted or demoted, what has been, you know, the strangest or uh, weirdest handled benching or promotion that you've been a part of? And is there a way to do it properly or is it just always going to be weird? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if weird is the is the best term for it. It's just, yeah. it's hard. There's only one quarterback that plays at a time. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'd say generally um, for the most part, and that's, you know, it's hard. It's, it's a, uh, it's a tough position. I think it's the hardest position of any sport, um, you know, in the world. I, I think that there's, there's not another position that relies more on their teammates uh, for their success. And there's not another, you know, team sport that relies as much on that one position. And that's that, you know, that's, that's quarterback. And there's a lot of ways of doing it. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that uh, judge and there's different ways that, uh, you know, people, um, you know, grade or critique quarterbacks. So, um, you know, I'd say one of the, I guess an interesting way was when I was with St. Louis with the Rams and then again in LA, mm -hmm. I remember, uh, Coach Fisher had benched Nick Foles. I remember being in the same room when he came in and told me I was starting. Yeah. And then again, the next year when uh, Jared Goff was going to replace me, mm -hmm. he came in and told us like the exact same way. And it was like, it was almost uh, kind of a deja vu, but I was yeah. in the other seat um, on the same team. You know, we were in St. Louis one year, LA the next, but it was, it was kind of strange the way he came in and said, well, we're going to go with Case. And then, all right, well, we're going to go with Jared. Like, <laughs> and who's in the room when he does that? Like, is it just you two or is it the whole team or the whole offense or quarterback no, it was coach? just quarterbacks. Okay. Okay. Nice. Uh, that's so funny. Um, so he just really was just straightforward. Like, this is it. Uh, moving on. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, I'm going to kind of like lump two situations in your career together to ask you this question. So, I read your book actually uh, for research this weekend. It was a, it was a nice read. Good work with that. Yes, I appreciate and, that. And you Did you get to the last chapter? Uh, yeah, I read the whole thing. Yeah. Well, it's Kimberly's chapter is why it's the best yeah. chapter in there. So she wrote it. Why. I was like, I was like, that's awesome that she got to be a part of it. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that uh, Bill O'Brien when he was hired in in Houston, he told you, you know, you'll never be more than a third string quarterback. And obviously you did end up being more than that, even for his own team. And then when you're in Minnesota, um, Coach Zimmer uh, famously like did not name you as a starter that year until I think maybe the postseason he finally did. But 
he took a long time to do that. And, um, you know, he has a history of kind of criticizing quarterbacks in public. And so I guess what I'm asking is how do you navigate a coaching staff that may be unenthusiastic towards you um, in your role? Does it affect you or do you just blinders push forward? Like, how does that, how does that affect you? I think it affects you. It's, it's impossible for it to not, um, you know, the O'Brien, the, the quote you said there was that I would never be more. I think, I don't know if that was the exact quote. It was, he, that was just kind of his evaluation of me that I, that I'm a third string quarterback. Um, I don't know yeah, if he okay. actually said never be, uh, yeah. more than, um, but yeah, so that's, I mean, it's tough to hear that, but either way, it's tough to hear that. Um, you know, it's, it's tough. You get a lot of, defensive head coaches um you know sometimes nfl and um their experience with their you know their players that they're used to coaching uh it's it's different sometimes uh you know than than that relationship with a quarterback and and coach zimmer uh was was one of those that you know that's that's kind of who he is and and how he he treated that situation and that's you know him being the head coach he was you know, that's, that's his, uh, his right to do How, however he wanted, you know, if he wasn't going to announce the starter officially moving forward, he was going to wait till that week. Uh, I showed up on Monday and just, you know, kind of tuned everything out. It was a good practice for me, actually, like in every season, whatever team you're on, there's going to be some sort of, I call it like this buzz of just externals, these things that are, that are going on outside of yeah. the building, outside of the team. And, you know, the things that, uh, you know, great journalists might be saying, you know, all these things <laughs> yeah. that, that honestly, like they, they don't, they don't matter for the team. You know, they don't matter for that, that 53 guys and the coaching staff or, or whatever your team is. And the, the best teams I've been on, the best players uh, that I know, the best, you know, I've ever played is when I literally just ignore those things or, or learn to focus my attention on other things that aren't, you know, that, uh, that do matter, focus on the things that do matter and being able to just let all the things that don't matter, just kind of slide off your back. Um, yeah. and so that's, that's kind of those, you know, those lessons I've had to learn throughout my career. Um, part of, you know, what's in the book. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was actually kind of fun. It was like your introduction to me, like the book was fun to go back through, all my years of, of playing and just different lessons I've learned and kind of relearn them uh, yeah. as uh, you know, as, as you're talking about them uh, with friends and family. So a fun fact about you that I learned in researching for this, um, which I need to still figure out a way to like really verify this, but you've been traded three times in your career. And I believe that is the most for a quarterback ever. Although oh, wow. I only have, I only have the data t- since like 1994. So if somebody before 94 was traded three times, mm. it's possible that it's not you, but you are at the top for sure. We can say you're one of the most traded quarterbacks. Cool. I've always yeah. said, so when I got traded this past year, um, cause I was undrafted as a right. coming out right. of college. Now you're yeah, worth how traded. many seventh round picks? Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, I'm worth a fifth and two sevenths and a and a you know a six and a half. So yeah, that's that's my 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 uh, draft now. I've I've been drafted. That's so good. You definitely increased your value. That is for sure. Um, I was going to ask you in being traded that many times. I don't know if you ever have a say over 
where you go or if you're ever included in the conversations or if you're ever even given a heads up. But in any of those three situations, like, did you get to approve? I don't know, you know, or get consulted. How does that work? Uh, early in my career, I did not. Um, and then later as you're vested and, you know, you're kind of, you're at the point where, you know, it's either a team's going to go another direction and this is your options. Um, you know, most of the time being traded is, is a good thing. I've always said being traded means a team wants you. It's, yeah. it's more than about, you know, you don't look at the team that's, that's getting rid of you. Don't focus on that. You're focusing on a team that really yeah. wants you enough to give something up to get you. So that's, that's kind of how, how I viewed those. Yeah. So with Buffalo, did you get to, did you get to pick them in any way? Cause it, it seems yeah. like you landed yeah, we in picked a really each good other. spot. We picked you each did. Other. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What went into that? You, did you just look at the roster and be like, this team is going to, I mean, this team already was awesome. And I want to go to an awesome team or what was the thought process? I think it was more like just, uh, you know, the, the place in the country and the weather kind of later in the season, you know, like December, January, uh, we love blistering cold and wind and snow. So <laughs> at first I thought you were actually serious at the beginning of that answer. And then I was <laughs> like, Oh no, he's totally, he's totally. <laughs> it's actually gorgeous right now. If you can see some trees out there. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, Very good. We're getting, All colors we're getting the coming leaves in. changing. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's really pretty right now. That's amazing. I just have a couple more for you. You know, I want to ask you something. So Doug Peterson, I read, it was a story in The Ringer, I believe, earlier this summer. And it was about Doug Peterson. And obviously he was a backup in his NFL playing career and now is a great coach. And he said that when he was playing Mike, Holm, Mike Holmgren, his coach at the Packers at the time, he said um, he asked him to do more off the field. And he said, even though you're a backup, like you can still be a leader on this team. So I'm wondering now that you are in a backup role, how do you view that leadership role? Like, is it possible when you are not the starter to, to be a leader? Heck yeah. Um, I think it's very important to be a leader. I think we're all leaders uh, on any team, you know, in some, some sort of way. Um, you know, if you're not a vocal person, um, you know, leading by example, I think is, is very important. Uh, for me, I would say, say the backup quarterback, the quarterback room in general should be speaking the same language. If, mm -hmm. if Josh goes and talks to a receiver about a route, it should be the same way. I should, I should listen to that and be thinking the same thing. I, I, I think we all should, should talk and see the field as close to the same way as we can. I think there'll be differences and, you know, you'll make decisions. We're going to play a little bit differently in um, different ways, but I think, I think uh, it's very important to be on the same page uh, and that I think that carries over not just on the field, but off the field, you know, uh, different conversations you have, uh, different interactions, different ways you can lead, um, you know, not necessarily from the front or being a vocal. Uh, I think there's there's a lot of ways to lead. And I want to ask you one question about Denver, uh, your time there. Obviously, that was your one season that you I think it's the one season in your career where you enter as a starter and you end as a starter and like, you know, like you are QB one in that position. How different was that for you? You know, did it change the way you know you approached your job at all? What did it feel like that season to know you were the guy? Yeah, I feel great. Um, you know, that was coming off of the year in Minnesota 
playing playing good football. Um, you know, it was just it was unfortunate the situation uh, in Denver, and we weren't as successful as we needed to be. You know, it's a production business, and to not win as as much as we, uh, you know, we probably uh, should have uh, was tough. Um, you know, took a lot of things from that year though, as far as being a franchise uh, guy and the the way to lead in that way. Um, you know, uh, there is there's a lot of pressures from being the guy that's getting paid to be that guy. And, um, um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of things to learn. That's a, that's a huge question. We could, we could spend a whole nother <laughs> podcast unpacking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I want to end it with, uh, this question for you. So is there a backup quarterback that you think is, you know, your, your favorite or should be on, you know, your, the top prototype when you, when you think about what this role means, like who would that be for you? You know, that's another tough question because I, I don't know of many good backup quarterbacks that see themselves as the backup. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, that's just it's, – it's just hard. Like I said, there's only 32 guys who start every week. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard job to come by. And there's a lot, of, a lot of really good ones that aren't, a lot of really good ones that are at home. And, um, you know, so I think the, the good ones know they can play. And, um, you know, I think uh, – you know, guys I've been around, um, you know, there's so many good ones, but they've played too. So like, I, I don't, you know, throw anybody into the backup quarterback uh, type, so, type realm. Okay, let me let me rephrase it this way then. Who is a current one who needs an opportunity? Um, or like who, who could break out given the correct circumstance? Yeah, I, I don't know that one. Um, <laughs> I mean, because it, it changes. Depends on when this is yeah. coming out, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a guy I've always looked up to, and that was probably a backup more than he was a starter, was Josh McCallan. I know we talked about yeah. him earlier. Yeah. I think he, him and his brother Luke, I've gotten to know both of them, uh-huh. and just super, super guys. And I think you could talk to anyone around the NFL, and I would, I would willing to bet so much money that anybody you talk to would just rant and rave about these guys and how they, um, you know, just how they live their life as, as family men, teammates, brothers, um, you know, just were examples of how to be a, a, a godly father, a good father, a, mm-hmm. a, a godly husband, all these things that, uh, you know, before you even talk about how, how they played and when they, you know, their teams needed them, they came out and, and played really well. Um, uh, so he's, but, I'd say uh, Josh is one that uh, that stands out to me. Okay, awesome. That's been Case Keenum on QB2. Case, thank you so much. And I hope to see Josh Allen sliding feet first in the near future again. <laughs> I, I hope that happens as well, but let's, uh, let's leave that at that. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun talking. This was The Athletic Football Show.